everybody. So I wanted to do this special video where I gave my opinion and explained why when I heard that J.J. Abrams was being hired for the episode nine oh, and Colin Trevorrow was getting let go, why I was so thrilled and so relieved uh, that they were making this choice. So there's a couple of different things I want to talk about and explain. And a lot of this is just things that I like, you know, and you might like different things, which is totally cool. So, but let me try to explain why for me, it was actually really exciting. So <clears throat> I think a lot of it comes down to, in my opinion, uh, any franchise needs to kind of know what it is and execute that well, right? And I think that that's true with a lot of things in life. You kind of have to know if you have a job and you kind of, you can't try to, it can be tempting sometimes at work, let's say, to say, I'm going to try to be like so-and-so over at this other department because I really think their job looks cool. But that can get you in trouble because you're not doing your job. And when I first uh, got hired in my current job, I was really super ambitious and I thought that, that was what I was supposed to be doing. And so I did all of this stuff, but the, all I was doing was making things harder for the managers and making things really stressful. I thought I was being ambitious when in reality I was actually hurting myself. And so I had to, uh, and, and my boss told me, do what you were hired to do. And so my boss kind of reminded me like, do what you were hired to do. And I think that's sort of kind of the same thing in a weird way that we have going on with franchises. Okay. There's particular franchises and it may look so tempting to say, Oh, why don't we do what oh, that franchise over there is doing? Why don't we do what that movie over there is doing? Why don't we do what Christopher Nolan is doing in the dark night? Why don't we do that with Superman or with whatever it might be? But it doesn't end up working because that's not the franchise. That's not what you were hired to do. Uh, it's sort of like, uh, I love going to fine dining restaurants where there's foams and fancy stuff and delicious, wonderful. But when I go to Applebee's, I don't want the people at Applebee's making foam. <laughs> I want them to make a tasty steak because that's what they're hired to do. That's what I'm there for. And so, uh, so there's something to life that do what you know how to do and do it well. And so in my opinion, so the next question we have to ask, okay, so what is it that Star Wars does? Okay. So that they need to then do well. In my opinion, Star Wars at its core is a show in my opinion, Star Wars at its core is a franchise for the family, but particularly for young adults. And George Lucas said that he, he made Star Wars for 12-year-olds to entertain 12-year-olds. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people are like, they get offended by that because it's like, oh, I'd like something for 12-year-olds and that's somehow offensive. I obviously, I spend most of my life talking about Disney, so I have no problem liking stuff that was made for younger audiences. People get really sensitive about that you just have to deal with it. You like something that at its core was originally designed for young people. What are they trying to do for these young people, right? Star Wars is trying to entertain them with action, with uh, fun characters that make them smile, that they like, whether it's a villain that is a 
you know, bad villain like Darth Vader or a hero like Luke going on a journey trying to figure out who he is and where he belongs. That's very attractive to a 12-year-old who's feeling lost and confused. That's why Star Wars is so emotionally true to, uh, to people when they're young. And that's why they love it so much. And then that's why we continue to love it as an adult, because it, it reminds us of all of those, all of those experiences that we had. And sometimes they're still going through, still trying to figure out where we belong, whatever it might be. So Star Wars at its core is meant to have entertaining action, entertaining characters, and a space opera for younger people. That's what it is, okay? And so a lot of people, when they heard that J.J. Abrams was getting hired for episode nine, called it a safe choice, right? And in my opinion, they are wanting Star Wars to be something that it is not. Now, I, I might have more sympathy for people that want this if they actually supported films that do take those risks and aren't safe choices. But most of the time, they don't. They don't even give them a shot. I mean, look at Valerian this summer. Most people didn't even give it a shot. Most people didn't even watch it. And, uh, and uh, Jupiter Ascending. And I mean, yeah, people watched Interstellar because uh, of Christopher Nolan, but most people were pretty critical of it and didn't give it sort of a shot. And uh, as, far as, uh, as far as trying different things and experimenting, and uh, you look at Chappie, you look at uh, Elysium, you look at uh, the Matrix sequels. These are all films that were very experimental and some of them I like, some of them I don't like, but I at least gave them a shot and, uh, and it was appropriate for those franchises, for those things that they're doing what they were doing. Why do people for the most part hate the Terminator sequels? Because they don't really feel like they didn't do the job of a Terminator sequel. They, they didn't. Uh, and so they're, they're, they're frustrating. Why do people not like the star Wars prequels? Because they didn't do the job. The, of a Star Wars movie. Uh, they, I mean, if you want a Star Wars movie that took a lot of risks, The Phantom Menace takes a ton of risk. And it is not a safe movie, really, at all. But uh, it's not a really good Star Wars movie. It didn't do its job. And so, and it has bad acting and, and lots of other things that make it a problem. Force Awakens. Did I like every choice that they made? No, I did not. I didn't like that they had Starkiller Base. Again, that did feel a little bit too far. Uh, I didn't, I thought that there was one moment that was a little bit of sort of a Mary Sue moment that was a little too easy. For the most part, I thought Ray was amazing. I loved her. I thought she was a perfect example of a Star Wars hero and character that we want in these kind of movies. I liked Kylo. I thought that he actually, they did take some risks with Kylo, making him struggle with the light and the darkness. And I really loved BB-8. I loved the, 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 the story. I liked the characters. I just had so much fun with Force Awakens. I thought it was great, uh, but it doesn't mean I liked everything that they did and I, I can i can say that because i'm confident with my opinion but i think that it was a star wars movie and it was a very well done very well executed star wars movie now let's talk about rogue one i wasn't as big a fan of it it had some good things that i liked but i thought that it was disappointing in being a star wars movie it, it didn't have very good characters and i love the characters in Star Wars. <laughs> they're fun, they're engaging, they're likable. I enjoy them. And, uh, and I, I just didn't really 
learn much about the characters. I didn't like them. I, I didn't care about them. I didn't think that they were good in Rogue One. I also just didn't really care about uh, the story as far as a war movie for Star Wars. I It wasn't a Star Wars movie to me and it just wasn't, it wasn't fun. It wasn't entertaining. It wasn't engaging for me. I thought it was kind of boring. And so for me, I, you know, the end, it kind of picks up and you start having some fun. But even then, I, I just left really underwhelmed and just thought it was very meh. I mean, I, I like hated it, but I just didn't think it was a very good movie. And I definitely didn't think it was a very good Star Wars movie. And so I like to say that movies, there's certain franchises that have basically like a movie kit, right? And, and whether it's particularly Marvel and Star Wars, okay? But any of these franchises, they basically have a kit that this kit makes a good Star Trek movie, Star Wars movie, uh, <laughs> Batman movie, whatever it might be. And then you have directors who can take said kit and, and add entertaining dialogue, entertaining action, entertaining sequences, good characters, get cast for the right people. You know, you look at Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman's the plot isn't anything that anybody is going to write home about. It's not great. It's a very standard, predictable uh, superhero plot. But why does it work? Because they, Patty Jenkins took that kit of a superhero movie and they added great performances, great action, at least until the very, very end. You can make an argument. Uh, and emotion, emotional characters, the characters that had chemistry, and it ended up being a really satisfying, wonderful experience, at least for me. Again, this is all just my opinion. And I look at movies that uh, took kits and didn't execute it all that well, uh, like the Terminator movies, for instance, uh, that are really frustrating because they don't have good characters. They don't have uh, good action. They don't have good stories. In my opinion, I don't think that Shane Black did a good job with his Iron Man kit, <laughs> with the movie that he made. To me, it was very, had, um, they managed to make uh, Tony Stark unlikable. He managed to make it just drab and not entertaining or fun. And uh, I thought that the twist was trying to be too clever, too, uh, uh, I don't know, trying to surprise us or whatever, not really caring for it that much. And so other people really like it which is cool. This is just my opinion again. So I, I think you can see what I'm saying though, that someone like Kenneth Branagh can take a kit, movie kit, and make a really entertaining movie like Cinderella or like the first Thor movie. And, uh, and I think that J.J. Abrams is probably the best there is <laughs> at taking a kit and making a really entertaining movie, casting well, having good action, having good pacing, making it fun, making it energetic, making it something that you want to cheer and something you want to continue to watch again. And I think that he did that with Mission Impossible 3. I think he did it with this, uh, at least the, uh, the first Star Trek movie. And I certainly think he did it with Force Awakens. Now, you can make an argument that he didn't do a very good job with a Star Trek kit because Star Trek, the kit, is usually more sort of thoughtful and, and, and creative and risk. There is more risk-taking inherent in the kit of Star Trek.
So I think actually people with Star Trek have a much better argument against J.J. Abrams than people with Star Wars. I think Star Wars is much more about entertaining 12-year-olds and being energetic and fun and exciting and, uh, and something that makes you want to cheer, something with characters that you like, that have heart. And, uh, and I think all of that is there in The Force Awakens. And that's how I want Rey to go out. I want her to go out in that kind of a film where I don't want Rey to go out with a director who's going to take all of this risk and try all these edgy things and, you know, and make me really annoyed. Uh, one of the things that... For me, I I didn't really care for Batman v Superman. I don't think it was as horrible as some other people did, but like I I I didn't like what they did with Superman. I didn't like the and, and I didn't care for some of the risks that they took, some of the choices that they made. I think it was a very ambitious film, but I don't really want ambitious films. I I don't really want those kind of filmmakers making my sort of Batman kit movie. Um and so I, I, I think that, yes, there are those movies where they take that big risk and it really pays off like a Dark Knight or something like that. But even Christopher Nolan couldn't really duplicate that, again, for most people with The Dark Knight Rises. And so it's a big risk. And so for me, when I heard that J.J. Abrams was getting to, was being a director for episode nine, I took a big sigh of relief because I know he's going to come up with something entertaining with something that has a lot of heart that has good pacing and that I'm going to enjoy watching. And that's what I want out of star Wars. I want something that is going to be fun for lack of a better word. And I'm not looking for something that's super edgy or that's going to take all this risk. I can go see, uh, I can go see a Wachowski movie for that. I can go see an M night Shyamalan movie for that. I can go see, uh, a million other directors that do take those those risks and i can go see uh, something like valerian or you know and and have sort of a risky weird sci-fi experience i don't want that from my star wars movie and so that's basically how i see it i think jj abrams is going to make a super entertaining super enjoyable film i'm really looking forward to it and uh so i think it's it's definitely the right choice i was just super glad that we're going to be getting more force awakens and less rogue one because i didn't really like rogue one very much so for me that's really good news so i know that other people disagree and that's really cool uh but that's just my opinion it's my channel so i thought i would share it with you guys what do you think about what i said do you think there's any validity to it uh put in the comment section and uh, let me know how you felt about the the decision and so anyway thanks so much please subscribe to my channel and i'll talk to you later bye